I lived at uh, 180 West Street, which was right above the Busy Bee Restaurant, which was one of the probably busiest and really famous restaurants of the Berkshires at the time. And um, you could actually smell the spaghetti sauce from the corner bank at the top of West Street. Uh, the, grew up there, um, beautiful area. Yeah, could you describe it a little bit? Because it's totally gone. Hello, and welcome to A Sense of Place, the podcast of the Housatonic Heritage Oral History Center at Berkshire Community College. We might be in a studio or someone's living room, but these stories bring us to the important moments in people's lives, here, in our own part of the world, or wherever those places may be. I am Judith Monakina, and our stories can be found at theoralhistorycenter.org. It is one of the treasures of Pittsfield that was totally destroyed. Uh, when I got out of the service, everything was gone. Today we're listening to Dennis Powell, the president of the Berkshire chapter of the NAACP. He's talking about a special place, the neighborhood in which he grew up in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Um, When I say treasures, uh, both sides of West Street were completely full with restaurants all the way down the hill. At the bottom of West Street was this beautiful train station which uh, at the time um, had beautiful marble, the old-fashioned benches with the lanterns at the end of the bench. And they really didn't like us kids that lived in the area because we used to open that door and yell in there, and our echo would last for about 15 minutes. It was so beautiful. And... Why they tore it down, I have absolutely no idea, because it was just a treasure. And you could actually, you'd go up the stairs and you could walk across the tracks and end up on Francis Avenue. And that was all destroyed. Also, there was a beautiful park right across the street from, uh, in the center of it, sort of, like probably where the, the paint store and all that is now. And I mean beautiful park. Trees, grass, benches. People used to come there and take their lunch. We as kids played in that park. Um, And I remember all the restaurants were packed all the time. Um, I also remember a lot of the bookies would do their business there on the street. And... um, they uh, the the hotel at the time, which was at the top of the hill, that too was a beautiful building, and it sort of mirrored the other four, three buildings on the corner. And um, Friday night, they had a buffet every Friday night, and the line would be down the street. And I remember my grandfather, who was a porter at that hotel, they used to come down to the train station and pick up the bags and carry them up the hill uh, to the hotel. So a lot of activity. 
Dennis later became a chef, and he taught at the Culinary Institute of America. Listen here to a story about his first job. I think I was around seven, maybe seven, eight. That's when I had my first job. I was playing outside the Busy Bee restaurant, and someone was going in, and I was right by the door, so I grabbed the doorknob and pulled the door open, and they gave me a quarter. I stood there all day, refused to leave. All four pockets were full of coins, back pockets, front pockets, and my mother even sent a sandwich down because I realized the kids knew what I was doing, and if I left the spot, they'd do it. So I stayed there. I didn't even want to go to bed that night because I knew in the morning some kid would get up for, before me and, and, and take that spot. But Did they? No. I wasn't tall enough to actually see when they came to the window to come out the restaurant. So I used to watch the threshold. And when I saw the shadow from their feet, I would grab the door and open it again and get tipped on the way out. So that's when I started my entrepreneurship. <laughs> so that was, that was fun. Um, Seven or eight. Yeah. And then we moved to Mill Street, uh, 17 Mill Street. These urban renewal projects, as they were called, were part of a national program. And Charlie Cook, longtime transportation planner at the Berkshire County Regional Planning Commission, tells us they were usually done in larger cities. Uh, we actually lost four neighborhoods because there was West Street and there was houses on both sides of West Street. Then there was Mill Street. And at the this end of Mill Street, as you go under the bridge, the railroad bridge there over by the supermarket, that street was called Satinette Street. And there was houses on both sides of Satinette. And then you could go from Satinette down to the end, and you'd be on Mill Street at that end of Mill Street. And Mill Street was off of West Street. Then there was the river, Housatonic River, and then Daring Street, where a lot of Italians lived on Daring Street, with wonderful gardens. And the gardens were always by the river. I remember one of the uh, Italian guys used to literally water his garden when the sun went down from a bucket from the river. He had a rope, and he put the bucket in there and hoist it up, and he'd just go from plant to plant. We used to sit on the um, steps and watch him. It would be impossible in our neighborhood for any kid to get snatched because there was always someone sitting out on the porch. Um, you couldn't walk two houses without someone saying, does your mother know you're down here? And we all had gardens. And we as kids used to sit on the steps as our parents sat on the porches. Clap Park, used to go there every Friday night, take our blankets because they had movies every Friday night. And at the time, we all basically lived, I mean, it was clearly a neighborhood. Uh, I grew up in a um, no 
father figure home uh, with uh, four brothers, a sister, cousins. I mean, we all lived in the same house at the time. My, my aunt um, lived there. Uh, my grandmother, it was her house. Um, she was a, a cook for years at Hillcrest Hospital, and I think that's what got me interested in um, cooking. Plus, when you had a family that large, I was wise enough to know if I stayed in the kitchen, I could eat more than the rest of them. Grew up without a father, but never missed a father. Because in our neighborhood, we truly had men that really stepped up to the plate. And even though they had their own children, they really fathered a lot of us. And uh, one had passed away a couple of years ago. And when I went to his funeral, I really thanked his wife and his children for sharing their father with so many of us. But he was a wonderful man, just... Can you tell us his name? St. Clair Gunn, actually Ray Gunn's brother. Uh, Barbara Gunn, St. Clair Gunn. I think when they tore down all that, it broke up neighborhoods, which were really always the support groups. Thank yous go out to Dennis Powell, of course, to the University of Massachusetts Library's Special Collections, and to Dan Benica for this music. Our stories can be heard at the oralhistorycenter.org.